0: San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform.
1: It's Friday, March 26th, 2021. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I sing happy birthday every day. It's somebody's birthday all around the world. Happy birthday, sweetheart. 42 countries and counting are listening to this daily public access style storytelling show. Shout out to my friends around the world in Great Britain, Iceland, Ireland, Russia, Australia, Japan, China, Germany, Italy, France, the motherland, Africa, of course, Africa, Yugoslavia, did I say Australia already? Canada, here in America, New York, Massachusetts, Florida, Georgia. Don't mess with Texas, Louisiana, or Alabama, Mississippi, my home state of Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Motown, Michigan, Ohio, Oregon, Colorado, last but not least, here in Kami Fornia, yes, yeah, San Fran Theses, Kami Fornaya, and I'm going to get this out of the way before I go into today's show, typically this is a kvetching zone, um, I do Covetch about living in dystopian San Francisco. New listeners, I am not exaggerating at all, although I am satirically based as a mixed media award-winning artist. I'm telling the truth about San Francisco out of respect for the birthday woman. I'm not going to go there about San Francisco except to say it's still having a downward spiral. We are recalling the communist district attorney who catches and releases criminals. It's really serious stuff happening. If you have not visited San Francisco since the first round of draconian lockups, and we're pretty much still locked up in San Francisco, you don't know the city, so please go ahead and look at the show list. Over 400 daily shows telling you everything about What's going on in the city that I live here in since the 1980s? Okay. It's Diana Ross's birthday. She is my ultimate number one feminine inspiration.
0: Happy birthday, Miss Ross. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi Dee, Dee
1: I am recording this um, in the late afternoon because I knew it was her birthday. I was, re- I was waiting for Diana Ross's birthday to make this show, um, and I teared up. Hey, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm in touch with my femininity. I'm in touch with my vulnerability. I'm not a hard butt. I am not a strong black woman. And new listeners, I am a biologically born genetic black woman. The middle-aged sexist woman is variety, and I, I need everybody to know that I wouldn't be here as an artist. I wouldn't be um, Dee Dee Russell Leifrack, the mixed media award-winning San Francisco artist, the cult art goddess. I wouldn't be doing any of that without being influenced by Diana Ross. Okay. Now, children who do not know all about Diana Ross and the Supremes, duck, duck go is your friend. I suggest you go to Spotify or um, Apple. Check out Diana Ross and the Supreme's Greatest Hits. Check out Diana Ross's Greatest Hits. She's got a gigantic catalog. Now, I'm going to tell you exactly why I love her so much. Happy birthday, Miss Ross. I, I wish she would listen. I doubt she's listening. I'm sure somebody she knows is listening. I I have always wanted to meet her, but when you meet an icon like that, she's heard it all from everybody. I, I know she loves her fans. She does great shows. She's walking in the audience, She's and she's always talking to people, and she knows how much people love her, and I wouldn't be telling her anything she hasn't heard before. Now, growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in a, a matriarch, which to me, a matriarch is a failed patriarchy. My parents divorced and my mother was left with the responsibility of seven children. Yeah, I'm one of seven. I was like one of the younger runts of the litter. I uh, had a wobbly neck, I looked gawky, I had a big lopsided afro. I was like an ugly duckling, frankly, and that's the truth and I'm not narcissistic at all. I was narcissistic. I would have a lot of photos on social media. But I, I bloomed into a very pretty woman. Now, when I was a child, I was raised with Motown music. My mom was a very interesting DJ. She loved her Motown music and the blues. So I can't remember uh, a life without Motown music, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Now, Diana Ross was the lead singer of the Supreme. She was either in the front or in the middle or on the right. You rarely saw her on the left unless she was in the left up in the front and what I always noticed about her is the femininity um, that's when singers back in the day took charm and etiquette lessons completely ultra feminine Diana Ross especially she kept a very live figure she's very live um, Slim. And she has these beautiful ways on stage. Back in the day, she would sort of hunt her shoulders a little and like walk like a little prance and very lean. And she would spread her arms out like she was a goddess who owned everything. And she sang in this soft, vulnerable voice always impeccably turned out. I mean, this woman, not only did she keep her shape, she dressed head to toe like an ultimate modern goddess. From her lashes to her hair, she was always on point. Beautiful, gorgeous gowns, beautiful dresses, always with pantyhose. When you think of Diana Ross, you think of glamour, ultimate glamour. And she, when I was a child... Absorbing her music, it made me know that there was a life outside of my community in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and that I would be diverse. Diana Ross and Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder is my favorite artist, period. Diana Ross is my favorite ultimate female beauty and art inspiration. Diana Ross was a carefree black woman. She wasn't known as being a badass supermama, okay? She wasn't known as being a strong black woman. She was carefree, vulnerable, feminine. Always, you wanted to protect her because she was so slim and always smiling, this big, gigantic grin. It was a disarming grin. I learned so much about style and class from her. And yeah, my mom is a major inspiration to me. I'm talking about pure showbiz razzle-dazzle here. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby
0: Pamby permission necessary.
1: Being diverse, Diana Ross dated and married who she wanted to. She didn't care about what the black community was saying, and I'm going to keep it real. Um, If I have more black people listening to this and some of you are younger, please believe what I am saying I am a middle-aged woman. When I was a kid, I would hear some of the black people in the neighborhood. We lived in a mixed neighborhood. My mom moved us out of the hood and moved us to a better neighborhood with a big yard, working garden. We were playing badminton on the lawn. She did her best. Bless my mom, Evangelist Helen. Rest in peace, Mom. And Diana Ross was criticized by some black people. Now, even now today in 2021, and I have to keep this real, and I wouldn't be Deedee Lafraque if I wasn't keeping it real here at this show. I've got to keep it real, the racial hypocrisy towards black women interracially dating and marrying, which is called swirling now. It's still ridiculous. Now, when I was a child, neighborhood knucklehead adults, oh, Diana Ross, she's always with those white men. She thinks she's better than everybody. Diana Ross with the white men. And I'm a little child who was very precocious. I was intellectually gifted. I got uh, skipped from fourth grade to the sixth grade. Yeah, I did. And I knew these adults were pure hypocrites. I knew they were hypocrites because they're criticizing Diana Ross. Because she wasn't a race mammy. She wasn't holding a brother down. She wasn't carrying the whole black race on her teeny tiny shoulders. She was being carefree, diverse, living her independent life. And at that time in American culture, the majority, as even now, let me keep it real, the majority of black male celebrities date and marry outside of the race. The majority. Look at, I mean, come on. Do what you want to do, people. Let's keep it real. So while these um, neighborhood elders were criticizing her because they were jealous, they were jealous. I knew they were jealous. They weren't criticizing uh, Sidney Poitier, wonderful actor, Sidney Poitier, uh, Harry Harry Belafonte, um, O.J. Simpson. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you think of your major black stars, they are all interracially dating, or they have mixed kids, or they are interracially married. So I knew the black community was full of it and racially hypocritical. And I would think, why are they criticizing Diana Ross for living her life the way a black man does? She inspired me to interracially date. Because Diana Ross did pretty much what I did. I never wanted to have kids. That was my choice. I knew I wouldn't be a mom. Diana Ross was with Barry Gordy. Her Barry Gordy was like my Richard LaFrac, rest in peace, my husband, who was my co-producer, best friend, soulmate. Diana Ross was basically produced by Barry Gordy. He ran Motown, and he groomed her, and I think they made a great art couple. She ended up having his daughter, Her eldest, her name is uh, Rhonda, I think, is it Rhonda, Rhoda, Rhonda, excuse me, y'all. And then she started dating and marrying white men. More power to her, her life, her choice. And I did the same thing. My first husband was a black guy in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. After that, honey, I was a swirling queen. My second husband, who is deceased, is a white man. What I really got out of Diana Ross's persona was be carefree, be diverse. I mean, this woman, her and um, Mary Wilson and Florence Birdsong, the other two classic Supremes, they were basically civil rights icons traveling the world in the 1960s. Okay, they're traveling the world representing black American women. That cannot be underestimated what they did back then. All girl groups come from them. All modern girl groups from the Spice Girls to Destiny's Child. That was Beyonce's group to Invoke. Name a modern girl group and the Korean ones all derived from Diana Ross and the Supremes. So after I relocated out of Milwaukee and came to San Francisco as a very young lady, I was super thin. I mean, I I wanted to be like Diana Ross. I kept my way down, super thin. I was so pretty. I modeled, I was a fragrance model. I modeled gloves. I worked in the beauty industry. I sure did, I sure did. I used my black feminine privilege to help me get over in San Francisco, and I didn't sleep with any male producers ever. I never slept with any male producers. Diana Ross was always at the back of my mind. I'd wear little silver miniskirts, putting on those eyelashes. I'd throw some glitter on. I'd wear my makeup exactly like her, and then I started making little bands I kind of am like a Yoko Ono singer. <laughs> Not really a singer, but I sang. Not really a singer, and I would dress like Diana Ross. I sure did. That Motown elegance, that Motown charm, that Motown etiquette, that Diana Ross carefree black girl thing. Yes, I did. Sure did. Mm-hmm.
0: This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi Dee, Dee LaFrak.
1: I am so grateful she is still here enjoying life. I am so happy that I was raised listening to her music and having her as a visual blueprint on what to do be diverse live your life black women we don't have to be race women we don't have to carry the race we are independent people black men aren't quote race men in general they're not they leave that to black women don't do that don't be one of those race mammies i have to do this for black people no you don't no you don't take care of yourself your children if you have them live a carefree life smile big like she does put your chin up toss your hair back look pretty 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 when i think of her i think pretty 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 i love you miss ross thank you so much for everything all right everybody now that's a show where i did very little convention about san francisco and again please look at the show list i appreciate all new listeners make sure to subscribe i love you guess what